Welcome to Mrs. Flick's Picks, where busy moms can find the best books for their kids. Join me in my mission to cultivate children's moral imagination through good stories, beautifully written. Hello, and welcome back to Mrs. Flick's Picks. I'm Carrie Flick, and I'd like to talk to you today about the idea of seeking one's fortune and building one's house. I'm sure you're familiar with the story of the three little pigs. Three little pigs, all siblings, leave home one day to seek their fortunes and go their separate ways. The first pig decides to settle down and build a house of straw. The second builds a house of sticks. And the third pig, sensibly, chooses to build a house of bricks. One day, a big bad wolf comes along looking for some fresh bacon and demands to be admitted into the first little pig's house. The pig understandably refuses, but the wolf huffs and puffs and blows a flimsy little house down and gobbles up his pork dinner. The sequence is repeated the next day at the second pig's dwelling, and that pig also meets his demise at the hands of the wolf. But the wolf is finally bested by the third pig, whose wise planning built a home that could not be blown down. And when the wolf tries to sneak into the house secretly through the stovepipe, the third pig fights fire with fire, quite literally, and sends the wolf packing for good. The story of the three little pigs is quite relevant for everyone, but maybe especially so for Christians. Satan is a big, bad wolf. His end game is to seek out, devour, and destroy the faithful. But when he comes knocking at the Christian store in his obvious evil wolf form, many Christians will refuse to let him in. They have no problem saying no to the big, bad sins. But what happens when the wolf refuses to leave? What if temptation continues to blow on that house, or hardships and heartaches rage against the house? To put it in Jesus' words, what happens when the rains fall down and the floods come up? That house built of straw or sticks is going to come crashing down, and great will that crash be. Simply saying, no, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, isn't enough to resist the wolf's breath. Our children need to have a house built of solid rock on the solid rock of Christ himself. And just as the wolf determined to try and snag that third piggy through treachery and deceit after his blatant temptation failed, so Satan will try through any deceptive means to take his captives. If the front door holds firm... He'll try the stovepipe. Remember, the story begins with the pigs seeking their fortunes. Right now, our children are children. They are in our own houses and under our authority and protection. But we're not raising kids. We are raising future men and women of God. They're going to have their own houses to build one day. So let's make sure they understand the blueprints and right foundation now. 
All of my picks today are different picture book versions of the three little pigs. And I am assuming that your children are already very familiar with the original story. If they aren't, go ahead and read that to them first, and then come back to these retellings. Now, a story as old as The Three Little Pigs has been retold hundreds of times, and I love each of the three versions that I have chosen for you today. My only complaint is that in every single one, it is the female pig who is the wise, responsible, hardworking one. And I hate to see the belittling of males, but hang in there, because next week's episode is just chock full of masculine heroism. I promise, it's coming. Okay, the first version of The Three Little Pigs I love is called The Three Little Javelinas, written by Susan Lau and illustrated by Jim Harris. This time, the story takes place in the desert, where javelinas roam and cactus grows. The story is full of details about the desert environment, and it incorporates Mexican and Native American cultures a little bit as well. The villain here is not a wolf, but a tricky coyote, and it is his fate at the hands of the javelinas that's actually the origin of his painful-sounding howl. The illustrations are so alluring, you just may find yourself wanting to build your own little house out in the West. As an added bonus, this book is also available in a bilingual edition with a Spanish translation. Next up is The Three Ninja Pigs, written by Corey Rosenschwartz and illustrated by Dan Santat. This time, the big bad wolf is wreaking havoc around the countryside, blowing houses down right and left. The three little pigs decide to each go and train at a ninja academy to stop the wolf's criminal behavior. The first pig is so lazy, he sleeps through his Aikido drills. The second pig has a lot of natural talent at jujitsu, but he's too impatient to try out his newfound skills, and he doesn't complete his training. The third pig works extremely hard at practicing her karate every day for a long time, and she is the only one to reap the reward of all her sweat and sacrifice. The pictures are so engaging and are reminiscent of a comic book or graphic novel style, and I love that the first two pigs repent of their laziness and pride, respectively, at the end by deciding to go back to ninja school. Your kids will certainly get a kick out of this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Oh, I'm so funny. All right, last up is The Three Little Pigs and the Somewhat Bad Wolf, written and illustrated by Mark Teague. Normally, I'm not a big fan of rewriting a villain to be a sympathetic or victimized character, but Mark Teague does this in such a sweet and fun way that I'm willing to make an allowance. The narrative conforms pretty closely to the original plot, except that the wolf is so hangry from being turned away at various food vendors that he resorts to huffing and puffing his way to a pork dinner. This is the only version that includes a happy and playful ending for all the characters. I'm also soft towards this version because the third little pig is a voracious reader, which the author concedes is rather unpig-like. Teague's illustrations give a lot of depth to the simple story because of how he incorporates other silent supporting characters and their various antics. If your kids are anything like mine, they will immediately demand a reread as soon as you have finished. And that wraps up this week's picks. I loved having you with me this week. And until next time, 
Happy reading!